everyone. Welcome to Susquehanna Valley Church Podcast. My name is Matt Saxinger, and we are glad to have you with us. Again, we want to help you think about stuff you got to think about and talk about stuff you got to talk about. And I'm very excited with a special guest. Um, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. Thank you. Hi. Good, 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 good day, everyone. My name is Daniel, Daniel Babalala. I'm an international student at Penn State Harrisburg. I'm currently studying computer science. And I'm really excited to be here today. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Dan, Daniel and I, we had the privilege of probably meeting last last year, was it? Yes, um, at a worship night. So I, I um, you came to teach that day and we met. And I, and I just remember your, your heart and your passion for the Lord. And I thought, I want to get to know this guy at some point. And it kind of worked out this semester a little bit. Um, but yeah. why, don't, why don't we kind of, you know, I, I know a little bit of your story, but why don't we fill in our audience on you know, how did you come to faith? Where are you from? And, and all that. Um, and yeah, go ahead. Sure, sure. Um, so I, I'm actually from Nigeria. Um, I moved to the U.S. to start my um, master's degree last August. So I grew up in Nigeria. Um, about my story, so my parents are pastors. So I grew up in the Christian home, pastor's kid, all of that. Um, both mom and dad, that had to be. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was pretty intense, I guess, um, growing up. Um, but it was, looking back at it, it was fun. At least a, a huge part of it was, um, like, I grew up having to read the Bible, having, like, devotions as a family. Um, to be fair, it was, it, it was, a huge part of my high school experience was me starting to, I realized that, okay, I'm probably not living out what I know to be true Christian faith. And there was kind of that um, separation between, oh, this is how I should be at home and this is how I was in school. And I think um, I wasn't even sure if probably I was still Christian anymore at that point. But then getting into college, um, I, I got to meet people who were really passionate about their faith and they were also like, we're all the same age. And I knew most of all the things they were saying because I, I, I grew up being a pastor's kid. Um, and it really just encouraged me. And I remember that Christmas, I, I, I just thought to myself and I prayed about it a lot and I kind of made a decision. That was 2013, I guess, to be, um, to take my faith seriously. I also read a book that, that, really just reminded me um, about the faith and and how real this all is. And that really just started my journey. And it, since then, it's been amazing getting to meet friends, growing in my faith, and even coming to the U.S., um, being a part of InterVarsity and having to um, sh share my faith with amazing Christian friends here as well. And that's how we met. And it's, yeah, yeah. that's, yeah. I love I love that you kind of went through the season of you know searching and then came back to what you believe and what that foundation was yeah. is faith in Christ, which is so important. Now for for you know me, I, I was you know surprised to hear of how much Christianity had a presence in Nigeria. Why don't why don't you just you know fill our audience in on that a little bit? Because it seemed to be that there are more evangelical Christians there than what I had anticipated. Oh, yes. I, I think um, Christianity is pretty strong back home. It's, it's more so um, towards as you move 
towards the north, probably Islam gets a stronger presence. It's at this point is more like 50-50 or maybe 49-51. Um, but towards the south, the Christian presence is pretty strong, actually. Um, like like I said, even that I grew up in a very strong Christian um, environment, and um, I have both Muslim and Christian friends. But there's a very very strong Christian presence back home. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so you come to the U.S., you get connected with Penn State uh, University, yeah. and great people there. I love them. And then God kind of puts it on your heart to do this sort of international student Bible study. Is that is that how that worked? Okay, yeah. So the story behind that, uh, so I, I got to the U.S., I got to Penn State. Um, actually, so one of the things I was most nervous of when I was leaving um, Nigeria was finding a church family or finding a group of Christian friends or a Christian community when I got here. Um, and I... I met the president of university then um, last year, Zach, and he invited me to join. I'm like, oh, sure, definitely. And then a few weeks down the line, um, he reached out to me that how would I like to um, set up something for international students? And I'm like, wow, are you kidding me? That this is something I was really praying about just a few days (laughs) before. And we kind of started planning that last year about what the Bible study would be, how best can we reach out to more international students and things like that. And that really kicked off um, last spring. So that's January this year. And it's been, it's been amazing since then. But that's kind of a brief story of how, how it all started. Yeah. So how does, how does a student at Penn State... Well, let me ask this. Are there a lot of international students at Penn State? <sighs> well. Yes, relatively yes, I guess. Um, there's, it's. I don't know the the percentage to domestic or international. Maybe maybe seventy thirty, maybe sixty forty. I really don't know. But there's quite a there's quite an international student presence. At least there are strong international student programs, like they have activities and and things like that. Um, so, but when it comes to reaching out to them for a Bible study, it becomes different, right? Because um, the majority of international students at Penn State aren't Christians. Um, so that's, that's, that's how it is. And so which actually made the Bible study idea very interesting because it's turned out to be, I'm, having, I'm here having Bible study with people that a couple of them aren't Christians, a couple of them are, and it just makes for a very interesting conversation every Sunday. I, I, I would guess, so how, how do you, I mean, do you just walk up to somebody and say, Hi, I'm Lee, I'm Daniel. I'm leading an international student Bible study. Why don't you come over? How does that work? Oh, okay. Um, so we actually launched, um, like I said, so there's there's a group um, of um, American domestic families here around that reach out to international students. So every at the start of every semester, they have like this welcome event for international students. So we actually announced that at the welcome event. So that was what that started to like to get it all started but then um on a smaller level it's actually just based on word of mouth and friendships so if i have a friend i tell them oh yeah i lead a bible study on sunday it'd be great to have you and then that kind of spreads people tell their friends friends tell their friends and yeah that's how it is i love it that, that's awesome do you find that many are are open to hearing about the bible i know you said they're not christian but 
you know, from our conversations, it seems like there are a number who are curious about what it is. Oh, yes. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing, actually, because when we first started planning, we didn't anticipate that a couple of people that weren't even believers would, would, would be interested. Um, but it's funny how most of the, con- the most consistent members so far aren't even Christians. And it's, it's amazing to see how open-minded they are to just learning some of them, it may be curiosity. Okay, let me hear what the Bible has to say. But some are really interested in like learning. Okay, what what's the Bible or what's the Christian perspective on this? What is Christianity all about? And yeah, it's been it's been amazing actually. I, I love it. You were just telling me a little bit ago about a, a story of a student who uh, attended last year. Why, why don't you uh, fill us in on that? Okay, sure. Um, so, like I said, we started January last year and. A lot of the conversations we had, we started talking about purpose. Um, it can there be purpose without God? Um, if there is a God, what does that mean for us as human beings and the idea of accountability and things like that? And um, there was this day where, so a friend of mine invited like a bunch of his friends. So like four of them came, none of them were Christian. Um, and we had a very interesting <coughs> conversation around the idea of purpose, like what exactly is man created for? And can there be purpose without God and things like that? And it was a very interesting conversation. They came that Sunday and then the next Sunday, um, things shut down because of coronavirus. And so we haven't seen since then. Yeah, and he, fine, but, <laughs> but he, yeah. yeah, he reached out to me last week and that, that oh, um, Hi, how have you been? And we kind of caught up and he told me that, oh, about things we started discussing that he's been really considering, thinking about it a lot. And he's in a place where he's trying to like find out what the meaning of life really is and things like that. And I was so excited to hear that. And I'm like, we need to catch up on a call. And then I sent him a couple more resources to kind of um, to watch. And so when you're done watching them, let's talk. And I reached out to him over the weekend and he told me that he's probably con- he's really considering coming to faith at this point. And I'm like, wow, that that was such a beautiful testimony. I love it. And yeah. And it's, it's I, I'll fill you in on how the rest of the call goes this week. But it's something that just I, I really I was so grateful for the opportunity to like have a platform where people, even if it's just one Sunday, could come to hear about Jesus. and how that seed could play out so to to play out so well in their lives later absolutely and uh, we as a church can be praying and should be praying not just for that individual but for others who are attending this bible study for you as uh as you're preparing and you're leading uh what what are you guys teaching right now like what what's uh what are you going through okay um so this semester we kind of wanted to continue from where we stopped. So last semester, we discussed the idea of God, accountability, purpose, and, and the likes. So this semester, we're pretty much looking at the book of John. Um, but like I said, since it's a mix, it's not like a verse-by-verse exposition or a chapter-by-chapter. What, we pretty much, uh, what we're currently doing is we're looking at the conversations Jesus has with different people. So Jesus and Nicodemus, Jesus and the Samaritan woman, Jesus and the woman that was caught, um, the Pharisees caught in the act of adultery and stuff like that. And trying to see what are the lessons we could draw from that conversation? What did Jesus think about truth? What did Jesus think about good and evil? What did Jesus 
um, think about morality. Um, so that's kind of what we've been on. So we've had conversations around morality, good and evil truth. Um, we just talked about the story of Jesus and Lazarus this Sunday that just passed. So we've started a conversation around the idea of um, the supernatural. Um, what is what is Jesus's view on the supernatural? Um, and then we plan to lead that into the death and then the resurrection. And how does the idea of a man coming back to life, what does that mean for all of humanity? So that's kind of the flow of what we're going to do this, what we've been doing this semester. That's, that's incredible. I love that you're having those conversations with people from all over the world in a place, you know, right here in our community. And, and I, to me, it's just awesome because the traditional mentality of missions was American church sent people across the world to try and share the gospel. But now we've got people across the world coming to America and mm-hmm. we've got believers such as yourself. And it's and, and the idea is, well, what can we do to support them? To say, you have these relationships, you're seeing these people on a regular basis. How can we, how can we encourage and support you? Um, so I want to ask a question. What are some of the struggles that are unique to a person who is an international student? Yeah. And I think that's a great question. Um, I think for starters is that sense of community, I guess. Um, it's, it's, I think that's one of the biggest concerns people have when they like come into the US or leave any country at all, um, finding a sense of community because you're from back home, you have friends, there's already a certain culture, things, you, ha- you have an idea of how things work and then you get into a new place and that. Um, I think, helping international students to to some of them may not be able to like reach out to one to find out one then they get locked up in their shells but i think being able to just reach out to them and um trying to intentionally provide a community for them is i think in my opinion the best the best thing that many many international students would appreciate yeah absolutely and i love that you're providing a community that's centered around faith and the, and the scriptures. Uh, how does that work with y- your schedule as a college student? You know, you're in your master's. Uh, how do you balance that? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, as far as that's, that's concerned, I, I think um, priority plays a big role. So for me, this is pretty much the, big, the best or the biggest part of my week, um, Sunday afternoons, where I get to um, to reach out to people and have conversations around faith. But I guess as regards time management, I just, I don't plan to do anything schoolwork on Sunday because there's no time. I go to church, come back, prepare for Sunday, and then that's, that, that's it. But yeah, I, I think God has been really helping me and just knowing that Sunday is for this purpose and that's pretty much it yeah absolutely yeah um it's funny you don't know this but i actually quoted you in church yesterday in the sermon (laughs) Uh, as we were talking about politics and and we don't need to get into all that but i just thought you had such an insightful comment about how um our ideologies is you know how that becomes our identity and and i thought that was very insightful Um, but i'd love to get your thoughts on some of what God's been teaching you through his word, maybe a passage that he's put on your heart. Um, Anything that comes to mind there? Oh, sure. Um, So I think 
um, just um, picking up from the story I shared about my friend that reached out to me and wants to come to faith, it just brought my mind back to um, like what Peter was saying in First Peter three fifteen, where he talks about being able or being willing to share your faith with anyone who asks you for the reason for your hope. Um, I, back home in Nigeria, I, I, I didn't really, like, I had probably never met anyone who had never heard the gospel before. Or, um, and that's because of where I lived in my state. Or someone who, didn't, even if they weren't Christians or they weren't believers, they at least knew who Jesus was, right? But then getting to Penn State and meeting um, tons of international students, and I'm seeing opportunities to share my faith with people who have never heard the gospel before, never. Um, to them, the Bible was probably always just this religious book that this kind of people read. And it's seeing that curiosity and seeing that willingness to learn. That verse comes to mind that just always have an attitude that you're willing to share with anyone who asks. And just realizing that people are more open-minded than I probably previously thought. Um, yeah, I, um, another interesting, one of the most consistent members since we started was my roommate last year. So he's from China. And when we first had a conversation, um, here in my kitchen and he had never heard about the resurrection, never heard about pretty much anything. And now he comes every Sunday, he makes amazing contributions and he's, he, 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 he joined us for Bible study. He joins for prayer meetings. It's amazing to see how open-minded people could be if we just share with them um, our faith. So, yeah, I love that idea of always being ready because what that does is that puts it as like, that's really should be the top of your thought process. That's not like the third or the fourth thing that you should be thinking about. That's, we should be preoccupied with the opportunities to share our faith. Mm-hmm. And so as I meet, you know, as I, as I go into the grocery store, and you know, have a simple little conversation with the store clerk. That should be on my heart to think: Is there a chance for me to to do something spiritual here? To you know, point her to Christ, or yeah. um, wherever wherever we are, always be ready. And so I love I love the reminder from you um, that people are more open to this than we realize. And you mentioned the supernatural aspect of of Jesus and his ministry. The supernatural aspect now is that God's spirit is often working in people's hearts. Oh, and yes. that we, we have to have faith to understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we as a church, we have a value where we expect God to do great things because he always has. And, uh, and so it's living with that expectation, not just like God's going to do big things like, you know, he's going to give us a building or he's going to do this or he's going to, but maybe the big thing is that he's, he's working in the heart of the doctor that you're going to go visit for a checkup later. Uh, maybe the big thing is that that your neighbor is is having some difficulty and Christ has already been trying to draw them to himself and God has you where you are. So I absolutely love that. Um, you mentioned John 4 earlier. What what about that passage is special to you? Oh, sure. Um, so we, we kind of looked at Jesus and the Samaritan woman. So from there, and just seeing what Jesus said when the disciples came back that, the field is is ready, is ripe for harvest. And I, I really love what you said just now about understanding that God is already working in the hearts of so many people. And it's something that this past year and leading this Bible study has taught me so vividly 
just always praying to like I step out every day and I'm like God, um, whatever opportunity that I can take advantage of to share your to share my faith and to just share your love with someone that helped me not to miss that opportunity. Um, and yeah, what what I mean, you see Jesus and the woman at the well. He literally just came and then started a conversation about what and then led to eternal life. And it's it's the same thing that that happens today. Like you said. You meet someone at the grocery store and things in his life may have so positioned them that day to be open-minded to something you'd say. Um, this Sunday, actually, a course mate of mine randomly reached out to me that he would like to follow me to church on Sunday. And I'm like, oh, wow, really? And he came and he was asking me, oh, what does Nazarene mean? Because we sang some of some hymns and he was asking me, oh, what does Jesus the Nazarene mean? What, who's a Nazarene? And I explained, who's the Lamb of God? I've just seen that curiosity to want to learn. It's amazing because these opportunities um, come away ever so often. And it's, it's, if it's our priority to share our faith with every chance we get, then I believe God, like you said, God would do great things. Colossians says, make the most of every opportunity. Yeah. Opportunity implies that there is an opportunity that God's been doing something to make that ground fertile, to, to make that heart open, to receive his word. And so you know, we've got to look at it like that, that later today I'm going to go interact with somebody. My wife and I are going to go out to dinner. There's going to be a server there. And, yeah. and what is that? Is there an opportunity there? How can I take that? And it's really thinking that way all the time because, hey, let's face it. We, everybody lives forever somewhere. And it's either with God or it's without God. And we mm-hmm. be part of as many people coming to faith and living with him forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel, what is, what is like one or what are one or two things that we can as a church specifically pray for with what God's doing through your ministry there at the international student Bible study? Oh, sure. Thank you so much. Um, I think the first thing would be um, to, to that the hearts of, of the people that currently attend are like, they're always ready to to hear the word of God. I think that's something that I would love um, to pray for. And then just to be able to reach out to even more people in spite of all that may be going on right now. It's slightly harder because we don't see anyone face-to-face anymore. Um, but I, there's still, like we said, there's still opportunities through text, through whatever means. Um, so yes, um, the opportunity to reach out to more people and yeah, just to see God working in, in hearts as he has been since it started. Uh, that, that's amazing. And I, I promise you, I will do that. And, and we'll get a bunch of people from church back in that as well. Um, so hey, I want to thank you for your time. Um, sure. I think you are a humble, bright young man. I think God's going to do some great things through your life. And so I appreciate you, uh, you checking in with us. Um, and uh, for our audience out there, thank you again for listening. Uh, Again, we want to help you think about things you need to think about, talk about things you need to talk about. The gospel is moving in an area nearby. Let's be praying for it. And let's consider what about our own area? What about our own little circle of life and how can we reach them? Uh, So thanks again for checking us out and we will see you next time.